Welcome to Mendy Club Conversations. This session was started by Cara Bowen, a much-loved and respected librarian throughout the history of our library. I'm currently a volunteer librarian due to our community library status. Cara put the question to us, where were you when certain events happened? So that's the theme of this episode. We talk about events ranging from our experience of the end of both World Wars I and II, the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II, and some sad events like the Aberfan disaster. So grab yourself a cup of tea or coffee and let's listen to the chat. I think everybody knows as well where they were, um, I can't remember the month, 1953, Her right. Majesty, uh, coronation in Old Park Terrace in Mrs. Mitchum's front room, which was tiny, tiny, we all jammed up. So. Did a street party as well? Probably, yeah, 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 we yeah. must have done that. I can't yeah. I can't yeah. that. All the kids, yeah. that was a thing. Yeah. I just think it bingo, was so it cold, it was, so, it was a co- really cold day, Kennedy wasn't it? Day. Cause I remember I had wings on. When? What month was that? The coronation. Oh, it was June. Oh, June, yeah. June, yeah. June, yeah. 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 I was in London then. I was saw it. Fairly <laughs> well, I think when then. I had to have the wings taken off so I could get a warm car. Get on, get on. <laughs> and it was cold. I'm done. Oh, I was I was in Slough and there was a street party, but it was yeah, a big street party. Yeah. My brother was cold. It's cold the other big... What was he? Oh, I think he's Busby on. Yeah, you know, Busby. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Like, and uh, he was dressing one of those. I was the fairy. I was the fairy. I don't know when to do coronations. But yeah, he was well, there. Well, not a street party, but because we lived on a main road. Anybody know Paul? No. Yeah, a bit. Yeah. Where the station was, there was a big house next to the station with quite a nice lot of grounds and we had um, the party there, you know. Mm-hmm. We had a bit of waste, waste grounds. Oh, I don't even know Cardiff. Come on, my, my parents lived in Broad Street and Fitzalan High School's the back now. It used to be a big open spaces and uh, everybody used it for everything. You know, just, uh, you know, whenever we had parties or something going on, bonfire night, everything went on this bit of waste ground. Because then he built a massive big bungalow on it so we couldn't use it anymore. <laughs> When I was living in London at the time, so my mother-in-law said, "Come on, we'll have to go." And I think I think I can't remember the, which road it was now, but it was one of the main roads that the Queen was coming through. So we stood there for hours and hours, as you can imagine, freezing cold day. And I had a summer dress on; it was really cold and dark. It's cold. And um, so anyway. We were waiting, waiting there, but till she came along, a lovely gold porch, and that was okay. But what stood out in my mind was a policeman that was ahead of me, and he had—I could see he had a bit of ginger hair. He saw me back, and of course I'm—I'm I'm not very tall anyway now, but I'm, I was short, you know. So, and he went like that. I said, "Oh my gosh!" So I, I went forward, left my mother-in-law, went forward, and the policeman said to me, "Come on, you can stand here." He said, "You'll see more there." So I did. <laughs> I was a very young woman in those days, I can assure you. And anyway, we, got, and we saw the Queen and everybody weird and all the rest of it. But the one that stood out in my memory 
was the Queen of Tonga. Tonga. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. So, thank you for yes. pictures. Yes. Bringing yes. me back on yes. that. Yes. And she stood up and she was waving to everybody. Yes. A big, yes. big, Martha. big black. Yes. Oh, so wonderful. Yes. 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 I think we're the Queen Salati. Truly. Yeah. It was really wonderful. Yes. So, yes. so, where were you standing then? Where were you standing? Well, I'm not sure which road. I've forgotten, you see. Yeah. And I can't ask anybody now, are they all no, gone now? Yeah, that yeah. I can't remember which, well it must have been one of the, the main roads, roads, roads because yeah, I yeah. saw them all going to the palace. Were they going yeah. to the palace? It must be the mall, wasn't it? Or the cathedral. Well, I think probably it was. Couldn't have been too far from where we were living, you see. So we probably walked there anyway. Where were you living then? In Great Ormond Street. Oh, right, yes. I think it was the Queen of Tonga um, in the carriage going through. Oh, she stood up right she up. Stood, she, yeah. she wasn't just waving inside. She stood right up and waved. Oh, yeah, really. She was a very oh. tall woman. Oh, yeah. I can't get all of that. Oh, nice yeah. That's more interesting to me than the, what I, yes, than yeah. the Queen. Oh. I mean, she was okay. I mean, she yeah. was okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was 10 yeah, and I remember the Queen Salati. I can remember my, my father used to drive up his job was he used to go up to the cement works in different places. And on a Saturday I used to go with him when I was little. But I can remember and I think it was Aberdeer Way for some reason, I don't know why, Princess Margaret and they stopped all the traffic and she was going past in car. Oh yeah. I can remember yeah. seeing her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was Tony Wills because um she went to Cardiff Castle and my dad took us there, you know, we were about five, six All at right. the time. We couldn't get through to see her from the front. So he brought us up to the castle, you know, opposite the town hall. Uh -huh. And her car came up and she was sitting in the car. Yap, 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 yap. That is how she was like. Waving the hand and yapping to the uh, way. <laughs> and that was furious. Well, remember the Queen rode down the estate then? Queen, yeah. Down the estate. And the, we were in the factory obviously, so they let us out enough to go and see her when she was small. Yeah, she really was small. Tiny, tiny she was. I saw yeah. her in Cardiff back before the... <laughs> no, during the war, the beginning of the war, I was a guide, a girl guide. And she had come to examine the guides, so I saw her very close up there. And she had the most beautiful skin that I ever remember. You see, so I had a letter from Buckingham Palace, and that's the envelope it came in. Oh, very posh. And, oh, I know. And there's the there's the invitation when I went to the Queen's oh, birthday party, and, and there's a photo of me with yeah. my grandson. Oh, very nice. That's lovely. So that's what you Why did he invite you? Because my grandson is in the assembly, in Senate, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's got a big job there. And because he had been invited and he had one. Right. Only guest. one invite. Yes. And who did he invite but his dear old grandmother? Oh, that's lovely. So there we are, and we had a wonderful day. <laughs> and we went first class from right from Cardiff. Everything was first class all the way. So. We had a wonderful day. Yeah. Well, I can the proclamation of the Queen's mm. accession to the throne. Oh, dear. It was February 52. And oh. the people, I can't what they call the Bill um, Marshall is the head one, you know, but they wear all these funny clothes. What are they called now? I don't know what you mean. Um, it was the Duke of Norfolk, wasn't it? That's right. Like he yeah. was on a yeah. crown now. What the hell? Anyway, it's in the Street in London. 
Marsh, wasn't it? Something, something Marsh. Yeah. Because in the Tory Street, they do any titles. If you get a title, they got, you've got to go there. Anyway, it was one of these fellas dressed in the thingy and all that. And he announced, the king is dead. God save the queen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was only about there. Well, where would you see that? Down in the business area of the docks. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I was in the house when I heard that. Yeah. Because we were listening to Mrs. Dale's diary, I think, at that time, and my mother never missed that. And then they stopped. Gosh. <laughs> then you had all that martial music, I remember that. Oh, I still yeah. listen to the archers on oh, Sunday afternoon, I played on yeah. 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 Herald stopped it. Herald, that's it, yeah. Yes, and I, I saw Princess Diana. We were, my, my son was, oh gosh, about this big, I think, and he loved Princess Diana. And we were, we were walking back from shopping, I lived in Land of North, I know, right on the bridge in Land of North. And we were walking along and suddenly all the traffic stopped. And I said, oh gosh, it must be an accident or something. And uh, we were right on, standing right on the bridge, over the Canadian Park, and the cavalcade came out the corner, from, you know, the Jaguar in front of the security area. And then her car came round. And I said, Really she looked up and she went, oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, she waved to us. You were the only people there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had a beautiful day. And she was all in blue. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. We were in um, Gatwick Airport waiting for our son to come back to drive him home again uh, the night Princess Diana died. Mm -hmm. yeah. And people, it was really quiet in the airport, you know, people. Oh. Quite sort of stunned bait, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then people were coming off the plane, and some of them started to ask, No, it can't be right, and you know, yeah. is yeah. it true what we've heard? Of course, we didn't really know any details because yeah. they wanted yeah. to know everything. Yeah, I was just, I was like, come back from the swimming pool on Tristan on yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, Dodie died straight away. Yeah, yes. it was yeah. this, this, we we were driving down there and listening to it, you know, to, to at the time, what was going on, like. calls on the board and there was like an office in Manchester and when they called for and I had to take the next call that came along and all of a sudden people would ring for the next call, press about the next call to come through, nothing came through and we thought the system had gone down because all of a sudden all these calls disappeared off the board and within five minutes everybody was sitting there doing nothing. Of course, we didn't know yeah. what had gone on, yeah. so we assumed there was like um, a 
catastrophic failure with the electricity coming into the building or something. Of course, then the news broke. Yeah. But it, that everybody must have just stopped. Yeah. Shock. Yeah. yeah. Well, well just, just to watch television, I suppose, or run and see the news. Well, that one, I was actually working, I was in one of my calls, and they had the television on, and we actually saw those go into yeah. the building. Yeah. And that was the show. Oh I was working, I was in uh, Rufford Hospital, the reception area, and we had a, a television over in the corner, usually surrounded by ambulance men, waiting for their patients, you know. And um, it was pretty full in it that morning. And, as you say, suddenly all the phones had stopped, stopped ringing, because we were in the appointment section as well, and we're all looking over, and they're all stunned as this thing was coming in. And then the other receptionist who was next to me, burst into tears. And she's from, she lives across, well her mum lives across the road, down by you, in Crown Hill. And I said, well, she said, we went there, my father was dying, and he was on his list yeah. of things he wanted to do. The thing he wanted to do was go up the tower to the restaurant. And she said, we went there just before he died. Oh gosh. And oh, it was awful. Yeah. Terrible. Well, so he'd had a tragedy. It would be 66, wasn't it? The Avalon. Oh, yeah. Oh, so that was awful. Good morning, County Council. My husband went there. Tom Digger. Yeah. Was he? I can remember you, as I said, we lived on the main road, but I can remember you and all the fire engines and the police cars passing. I remember that. It was a very black day. Yeah. I mean, you felt. Sad. It just seemed it was a really yeah. bad day that day. That's what day, my yeah. memory of it was because I was in work. Yeah. And it just I worked on Getting Acid Road and all you could see were like mining accident vehicles and ambulances and police cars yeah. going up Getting Acid Road. So we knew something had happened. Yeah. But you assume it's somewhere underground and you think yeah. something like that it could, really could happen really. Yeah. Oh, well, that's brought on us talking. That's lower the mood of it. Do you remember when we had the floods and they flooded all? The estate? Yeah. Yeah, was that in 68? Somewhere around there, yeah. I can't remember the days, yeah. Yeah, it's it's Trey Howard and flooding in Trey Howard, isn't it? I was hairdressing in Porth, and a couple of my customers lived in Trey Howard, and one of them, her house was really flooded because she lived nearer to the river, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. When my husband worked in Nangaro, so we set up in the morning to go to Nangaro, but he could only go so far down the power station hill because yeah. it was all water. Yeah. This is 66. I remember a flood in 1968, yeah. uh, not 66. Yeah. Yeah. So the one in Cardiff, when the tap overflowed, yeah, it overflowed right into the flooded and all that coverage road. That's yeah. the only one I remember. I don't remember that. Uh, my son was uh, manager in one of the shops down Canton, and him and the manager, because of the looting, the shops were flooded and uh, people were coming through for grace and trying to loot the shops while it was TVs, washing mm -hmm. machines that they were after the stock, they couldn't move it. I don't think that would happen in Wales. <laughs> it did. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you. I was just going to say that um, we're all the age group that no, remembers January 1973 mm -hmm. well, when we went into the EU. Oh, right. No, no, no. 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 And in January 1973, we joined the EU, uh, Mr. Edward Heath's ah. uh, idea. And we, later that year, in August, I went to live in Ostend in Belgium. And I'd gone over there to get married. And we were looking for a, a, a flat and arranging the wedding and everything. And I got a job in the Bristol Hotel um, in Ostend. 
And of course, being British, I then met all the British people who were living over there. And <laughs> we had a massive click. And uh, we went out a lot together. I mean, I went we out one night in a bar and all talking away. And the landlord, who was pulling the pants, looked up and said to me, what part of Cardiff are you from there? I said, how do you know I'm from Cardiff? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Silly question. <laughs> I'd know that accent anywhere. <laughs> I said, I haven't got an accent. <laughs> he said, yes, you have. He said, during the war, I was evacuated to squat. Oh, oh God. <laughs> so he said, I know what the, uh, what the Cardiff accent sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> we were out there for, I lived out there for about four years. But that happened when I came back over to Cardiff and I, I got a job in Rookwood Hospital then because um, I, mean, I was living just by there. And when I joined the NHS, I had a letter then from the pension department to say that because I've been abroad for four years, I did I want to pay my stamp for the four years so that when I retired, yeah. I'd get a full pension. So. I, got, I wrote them a letter and I said I had information while I was working abroad that because we joined the EU yeah. in 73, I would be covered, covered for yeah. my pension. And I had a, about a fortnight and no reply and then I had a letter to say, thank you for that, uh, it's quite right. Oh, right. <laughs> you are up to date yeah. and thank yeah, you for the information. Yeah, yeah. 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 good lucky they told me. Yeah. I think it, was, it would have been quite a... You know, an expense. Quite expensive thing to, yeah. Uh, yeah, to pay off. What, what, what is Wallou? Wallou is, is to do with the fact that the king is based in Brussels and he's a French speaker. Oh, he's right. because yeah. they were taken over by the French at one time. Mm. And the Flemish speakers consider themselves to be Dutch. Dutch. And they, were, they were under the Dutch king. Yeah, yeah. But it's the law over there, when you go to school, you have to learn to speak the two languages. Yes, yeah. It's all, they've got to be bilingual so they can move around the country and the, the king, who's the, the king of the Wallowan area, is you, you speak his language as well as your own basically. But they all speak English yeah. because, I shouldn't say, the television is so bad to play <laughs> that they just tune in to all the British programmes. Well, we watch Icelandic TV, yes. yeah. 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 there we are. Yeah. because he went to the First World War. My dad wished he'd, because my father's 95, but he wished he'd spoken more actually about the war mm -hmm. than he actually did, but he was a, mm -hmm. uh, a stretcher bearer, so he must have seen, oh, God, God. if you've seen yes. the photographs, all of them has been on the programme, so I mean, it's horrendous, but, um, and he served until September 1918, so only a months before the end of the war, mm -hmm. and he'd been severely wounded, and, um, and he had a, another serious accident, and that was probably when he was about ten or twelve. Because I think I've said this before that um, my father is not very keen on the monarchy, mainly because in 1935, my grandfather said to my grand, Alice, I'm having half a crown for Pop. Again, a nickname. My father's called Pop all his life. He's still called Pop in '95. He was called Pop. Pop. Uh, where that stemmed from, I don't know. But I'm having half a crown pop because he was out injured, probably through this nasty accident underground. 
and Princess Elizabeth is having £3,000 a year, so that's a stuck in my father's brain since 1933, and he's never forgiven her since, so oh, there you go, but um, they're a lovely couple, she's boss, I remember her poking me in the back one day and say, if I had you for a week, I'd sort oh. you out. What I did, I don't know. I don't think I was that naughty. But the boys, the eight boys, they relate to the family. The five boys absolutely idolised her. But the girls were more reticent about her because the girls were there to do the work. Mm -hmm. The boys were there to be looked after. Although yeah. they were nursing, you know, they had jobs. Mm -hmm. But my grandfather, he loved each other, but he sat Sit with his chair and yeah. didn't do a tap. That was his seat, that was my dad's yeah. seat, and the boy's seat was she. Yeah, yeah. And then she died through just not having anything to do, not having anybody to look after, because after he died, my cousin came to live with her and she looked after him. And then when he died, she didn't laugh because she probably thought she had no purpose in life. Although yeah. well, she was very well respected, you know. So mm. there you go, that's, that's them. I remember meeting a very train from London when I was six. And this fellow walked up to my mother and said, Have you got a purposes? My mother smoked, she turned around, she a match, a cigarette, she turned to walk away, he said, What's the matter? No, you recognize me. My father. Wow. Oh. Oh. six school one. Oh, oh. Thank you. And was he in the prisoner walker? The platform and brought me back. Was he the prisoner walker? Auschwitz. Auschwitz. How long did he live after? Did he have any sort of repercussions from that? Or? No. Oh, um, he, he was wounded several times during the war, and that affected his job. He worked in front of the furnaces, the steelworks, yeah. when he went in, in the shrapnel oh. heated up and he went blind. Oh. Oh. And he quit the job and he, he drove a little locomotive, bringing manganese and lime and all chemicals into the furnaces. Uncle was a young man, and he was in the a prisoner of war camp, uh, building the Burma Railway. Oh. Oh, God. When he came out of the war, he married my aunt, 1947, I think. I can remember when they got married, a lovely day. Mm. But he, he only lasted till 1962. Mm. He died, just went to work one morning, and, and, you know, because he was treated so badly, yeah. I said, don't know. Yeah, my, my dad always had difficulty eating. He was a prisoner of war somewhere in Germany, mm -hmm. and he said there was so little food. And you know, he used to say the prison guards were no better off, really. Mm -hmm. They they suffered almost as much as the prisoners. There was just no food. And um, he was very thin when he got to army, and he never really enjoyed eating a lot of meat or anything like that because his dog couldn't really cope with that. He was, he, was, he was okay, man. I know my uncle used, if he left anything on your plate, you know, he, he wasn't nasty, but he said, you know, some people in the world starve, and he said, you should eat everything. Mm -hmm. And then you felt. Yeah. 
You know, you only have to be told once, and if yeah. he was around, you were left nothing. Yeah, I used to have to do that. I think that's very. There's a thing, no one ever wants to say. Thank you so much for listening to our episode and I hope it sparked some memories for you of where you were on those days. We are really delighted our podcast is grown in listeners. I'm very excited to see we have listeners as far away as America. Thank you and welcome. We hope you enjoy listening to our stories. And if you ever visit the Ronda area, please don't forget there's a welcome here for you. And if you need to know anything about this area, ask our librarian, Carol.